Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron-Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings, welcome inside, and happy Friday. The Jacob DeGrom Show with my best friend, Jacob DeGrom, live from the Jacob DeGrom Studios. A happy Jacob DeGrom Friday night, as we have so much Jacob DeGrom content for you tonight. We have big stories from Jacob DeGrom, a big story involving Jacob DeGrom. And don't forget, earlier today, all over, virally on Twitter, Jacob DeGrom, it is a great night. How are you doing tonight, Jake? I'm doing fantastic, but if this is going to be four hours of this, I'm just going to walk away right now. <laughs> I just love getting your blood pressure up. Like, well, no, it's just you know, there's the plenty, show. plenty of other shows you can listen to that will stay with one thing, <laughs> or open the phone lines and, and just kick their feet up. I, I don't want to be that show, okay? <laughs> and, and Jacob, 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 as the the strikeout started mounting, and then the RBI double, I just went, ah, hell. <laughs> and, and then after this Brooklyn-Boston game finally ends, the longest yeah. fourth quarter in the history of man, uh, we've got Jokic against Steph Curry. Mm. So it's it would seem that we have two things that should dominate the night without question. But you mentioned, and I, I think we should play it so people get to hear it, how did Jacob DeGrom's night turn out tonight? Let's take a listen. Oh, and two to Harrison. DeGrom into the windup. Here's the pitch. Swing and a ground ball towards first to his left. Alonzo has it. Underhands to DeGrom. In time. Put it in the books. 
That's fine. Mets Radio Network on the call. Jacob DeGrom, a complete game, 15 strikeouts, and here's the rub. He had 15 after seven innings. Yeah. I mean, he he, he might have been able to set the all-time record, but uh, going strikeout less in the eighth, I thought, okay, they're going to take him out. But no, no, no. He comes out to bat in the bottom of the eighth inning because, you know, the guy's also hitting 545 so far this season. So <laughs> far, uh, you know, best hitter. We're gonna, that's okay. He can hit cleanup on the days he doesn't pitches. I've just moved DeGrom what is he, ahead Shohei of Shohei Otani now. I, that's let's what let's he can do. change Why it up. Why not? Change Listen, the game. I have just moved Jacob DeGrom ahead of Steph Curry in my MVP rankings. Ooh. That's how well he is playing right now. That is a hot take. Uh, almost as many strikeouts as three-point attempts most nights for Steph. So, I mean, I guess, yeah. But, I mean, he's, he sets a major league record today. And, and that's the thing in, in all of the bravado, and we'll get into how great a pitcher he is right later on. We got Kershaw coming up, and he's pitching, you know, the two best, most dominant guys we've seen. But with the 15 tonight, four starts, 50 strikeouts. It's never been done. No. It's an insane number to think about. Through four starts, he's got 50 strikeouts. When you get to 300, that's a great season, right? I mean, you get to 300, that's the gold standard for season. Uh, Jacob DeGrom could be 300 by the end of June. <laughs> it's, it's just a, an amazing, oh, man. amazing to watch him work. And, and there's nothing better. I, I, I love all, all sports, right? That's what we do here. But when a pitcher is on his game, Right when we were watching Rodon la- last week, when he when he threw his no hitter, and, and and guys that are just dialed in, there there's nothing cooler in sports because it's the ultimate one on one competition. Yeah, in golf you battle the demons in your own head as to what you're doing, so there's something there. But and obviously we love our NFL action, and we we celebrate you know each and every play and try to designate who made the best block or which guy failed on every play. I mean, you do all that. But when it comes down to pitching and getting into a rhythm. You, you normally can do it every three or four starts, right? That's that's a good major league pitcher. What he's doing right now is just unconscionable. Like, he's just in a whole other area that I don't know I've ever seen in my life a guy this dialed in for a month. I guess you go back to Pedro. You know, you know Kershaw had run like this, though. The, uh, you know, Pete Kershaw during, during seasons, he's had runs like this. But really, I think yeah, – And your guy, Oral right. Hershiser, obviously. Oh, my best friend, Oral. He loves me, Oral <laughs> Hershiser. Uh, you know, and this is where, you know, I, I, I come around from the fact, you know, baseball wants to uh, – you know, they're talking about moving the mound back because pitching mm-hmm. is so dominant and all these things. And I go, you know, here's the thing, is that you can say players are must-see players on TV, but – you know, are you really tuning in? You know, let's say you like Fernando Tatis Jr., right? You really want to see him. How often are you really seeing him over the course of a game, right? When he makes a play on defense and he's going to come up four times, right? That's what you're going to see him. But if you're building around pitchers, I mean, people like to see excellence. It doesn't have to be, hey, I got to see a home run. I got to see a triple. I got to see that. Hey, you know what? Jacob DeGrom is pitching. You know, you put that on TV, everybody's going to watch. You put the best pitchers on every single time, people are going to watch. You put Trevor Bauer on TV every single time people are going to watch because you never know what's going to happen you could get greatness you could also get insanity who knows but if you put the great pitchers on and you push the great pitchers these are the guys that are going to be on tv half the game 
right? So you're talking about, okay, well, if I want to see Fernando Tatis Jr., if I'm really savvy right now, and, and most fans are, uh, let's see, uh, Tatis is going to come up. He's going to bat in the first inning. All right, then he's not going to come up for a while, so I'll, I'll tune back in. I mean, it, really, if you're trying to push the players, I think you should push the pitchers. I mean, the pitchers are fun, and again, again, you tune in to see them. They pitch half the game. You see them more than any other player on the team, so I don't know why you wouldn't push the pitchers because people like pitchers. People like that. It's okay. They like seeing strikeouts. Yes, I like seeing doubles and triples, but I like seeing strikeouts too, and strikeouts are a lot of fun, especially since now we're getting strikeouts all the time. Strikeouts are the new home runs. <laughs> I like it. I wouldn't mind it if it went like this. Push the pitchers. Put all the big guys on national TV. Let's see all their starts. That's the way to go. Our three outcome games, certainly we get excitable about it. What I, what I would like to see, and i got to play around the MLB TV app and, and all these settings that they have, because I remember it in its infancy. Uh, back in the day, we were working on a deal when I was at Yahoo. You'll appreciate this. Uh, back to where you could basically give your login to thousands of people, and there were no checks. Okay. And then it was, we were trying to negotiate something, and I told the boss this. I go, you realize everybody on our team and throughout my department watches Major League Baseball games off of my ID. <laughs> and he goes, really? And so that's when it's set to you can only use so many logins off of that ID before they'd say, no, 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 there's too many. Yeah, right? So uh, blame me uh, for that, for having to fork out uh, the extra 100 bucks or whatever each year thereafter. But I'd be curious to see some sort of product whereby it bounced me around, kind of like your you know, NFL red zone for the big at-bats of the players you select, right? If we can get to the technology where it's that smart. So I pick Giancarlo Stanton so I can see 500-foot bombs, and then I can bring Tatis up, or I can have, all right, I want to watch DeGrom pitch, so let me do that. See, I'm an idea man. I Let's like condense that. it. Let's cut to the chase and, and get to the greatness. Mm, I'm telling you, people like to see star pitchers throw. It's it, 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 and look because when you tune in, you want to see the star play as much as possible, right? No one wants to tune in to see the Chiefs play a game against. Uh, let me throw. No one wants to see the, the Chiefs play the Jets and see the Jets on offense all the time. No, I don't want to see that. No. I don't care. I want to see Mahomes with the football. Hey, he's on screen half the time. All right, yeah, that's what I want. People don't want to see that. Or I'm tuning in for somebody. I want to see somebody who's going to be. A who's going to be on TV that's going to make me say I can't go anywhere for a couple of minutes. Maybe I'll go to the bathroom and make a sandwich, uh, but i got to get back to the TV when he's there. I mean, seriously, that, that's the way it is for some, for some star pitchers, and that's the way it is for a guy like Jacob DeGrom. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Uh, meanwhile, a big story out of the NFL today. This is a story that 31 other NFL teams go, Oh, great. This just sucks because the <laughs> Chiefs are doing exactly what we said they had to do if they wanted to compete this fall. Because if they didn't upgrade their offensive line, Patrick Mahomes would look ordinary. Now, look, I'm not sitting here saying Patrick Mahomes is overrated, but when he doesn't have an offensive line, suddenly Patrick Mahomes didn't look like the greatest quarterback in the world and the guy that can make all kinds of plays. So the offensive line needs much more credit for keeping him upright the past few years. Now, the offensive line was bad this year, and they had a couple of big injuries. They missed their left tackle in the Super Bowl, and what happened? They couldn't move the ball at all. There was no creativity on offense. Patrick Mahomes would drop back every play, run side to side, and throw the football incomplete. They knew they had to make over their offensive line. They did it earlier 
in the offseason already. Uh, they went out and got Joe Thune, who was a terrific guard, the best offensive lineman on the, on the board. They gave him a ton of money. Kyle Long is back to play. His plan was to take a year off and come back. And now today they get Orlando Brown, Pro Bowl offensive tackle, from the Ravens. They get back three picks overall. It's a pretty big haul. They get a first rounder, a third rounder, and a fourth rounder, and a fifth rounder. So they're getting a lot. Now the first round pick is number 31, so it's not a great pick, but it's still a first round mm-hmm. pick. You're talking a first, a third, a fourth, and a fifth, and they, which is a great deal for them, but boy, they give the Chiefs a guy that's going to help completely revamp this offensive line, and now what the Chiefs are going to be back to being the Chiefs. Any question we had now, they have two big moves, the, th- the signing of Tooney and this, and this right here for Orlando Brown, who is a terrific OT, and suddenly now the Chiefs are back. And all the, hey, maybe we can get through. No, no, no. Everything still goes with the Chiefs. It's what they had to do. They're, they're the number, what doesn't matter what else they do. I don't care what kind of draft picks they gave up. What they do, they had to go out and get a couple of stud offensive linemen, and they did. And now look out because here it's going to be back to being the same old Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, one of the big things that that you flow through. Obviously, you need to update your offensive line, and they've done a good job here. Brown made it clear. I want to play left tackle. And Baltimore was to the point of no, that's not that's not you anymore. They've got concerns of their own because they gotta hope that Stanley comes back healthy and, and and see about rebuilding that right. So they remain a run dominant team as they've been, even with some of those component parts moving on. But the the biggest thing here is you're looking at a very short window. It's not just Mahomes; he's there for life. Right, he signed the blood oath. He'll never leave. But you're you're talking about the life expectancy of what this offense is with these parts right now, right? Yes, I know you brought in McCole Hardman, and you're hoping that he evolves. But when you're looking at Kelsey and Tyree Kill, it, the clock's ticking. So you got to make sure you make the most of the run as you can. And, and what does that mean? Yeah, goodbye draft picks. We don't need them. Right, the, the team is good enough on both sides of the ball so long as you can let Mahomes be Mahomes. And that certainly wasn't the case. And, and Tampa's D was a top 10 D. That seems to be forgotten in, in everything that went down last year. People either fixating on the Brady-led offense or just forgetting the fact that Tampa played D. Right, it, it was a, an all-around effort in that victory, yes. And so for Patrick Mahomes and company, there, there's the bar that's been set. In, in the division, sure, there's still opportunity. They'll put up points. Denver's got guys coming back off injuries. We'll see uh, if they roll in. Uh, the Chargers always have guys coming back off injuries. Sorry, Frostburg, it's the truth. Yeah, oh, that's the way it is. They, even when they're healthy, they have guys coming back off injuries. It, it always just seems there's uh, – who's missing? Like, I want to see Derwin James. I keep <laughs> Like, I've started to see this happen, so I, I appreciate, folks, uh, information free. Uh, you know, comparing him to Bob Sanders. When he's on the field, man, can the guy yeah. play. Can he stay yeah. on the field? Right. So that that's that's what we're looking at at there. And then obviously the Raiders are the Raiders. They made some strides and they gave the Chiefs fits a year ago. What do you need to do? Make sure you've got that offensive line set up so you can take care of business in the division and and roll forward. So uh, a great move and and one that as the draft was approaching, New Brown was going to get dealt. Didn't quite expect KC to rise up and say, hey, we got you, especially for a conference rival. I mean, you got a 25-year-old left tackle 
who's going to be terrific. And it's not just the fact that Tampa had a, had a really good defense. They did. But any team that can pressure the quarterback with their defensive line and not have to worry about bringing blitzes, that's, right. that's where Patrick Mahomes really struggles because he likes keeping the play alive and then I'm chucking the ball downfield because Travis Kelsey has found his way open or Tyree Kill has run by everybody. But they couldn't do that. When you can drop enough guys into coverage, good luck, right, showing Patrick Mahomes is human. And, yeah, he would have looked ordinary if you couldn't protect him. If you're a team that can get to the quarterback with your defensive line. If you have a talented defensive line, guess what? You can beat the Chiefs because that Super Bowl wasn't even close. I mean, it wasn't even competitive. There no. was the, the, the Chiefs, they could still be playing and they wouldn't have a touchdown. I mean, you, you need to have the, the, you know, the right personnel defensively, but there's lots of teams with dominant defensive lines. And that Chiefs offensive line was terrible. And now it's a big strength again, and you got young players that you can count on for the next five years that you went and spent a lot of money on. I mean, these are, these are probably the two biggest moves of the offseason, bar none, because these are moves that turn a team that, hey, are they still the, the favorites? Now they're still the favorites. So anytime you can stay the favorites to go to the Super Bowl, those are the two biggest moves of the offseason. get you know, the, the big signing earlier, the Patriots let, let Tooney go, and now this move with Orlando Brown, it's fantastic. Yeah, you look at Brown, he's in the final year of his deal, only at, uh, what, $3.3 million. Obviously, he'll, he'll want himself a raise, but now it's it's the question of, you know, how many more years does he have uh, on on and mileage that he wants to, to put on there, or does he go best offer? I got to think winning will feel pretty good. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. 
Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the Deflategate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top the Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. We never win a chicken dinner, homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us now to break it all down, a man who is going to be right here in studio next week hosting Fox Sports Radio's coverage of the NFL Draft for the very best coverage. Be sure to tune in to us here at Fox Sports Radio throughout the first round of the draft on Thursday. Jay Glazer, the NFL's number one information man, draft analyst Bucky Brooks, former number two pick LeVar Arrington, and Fox's Kevin Burkhart. They'll be live throughout the first round beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. They'll have pick-by-pick predictions and reactions to all 32 first-round picks. That's Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern with Jay Glazer, Bucky Brooks, LeVar Arrington, Kevin Burkhart right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. And of course, we follow the show uh, when it's done. And Glazer has already announced he's going to buy pizza for everybody and leave it in the studio after it's done. So, Jay, thanks for that right away, man. Thank you. Why, why are you stealing my thunder, man? That was going to be my big draft day bonus for you guys. Uh, <laughs> it's better than giving you guys a big thing of ginger. Okay. Nice. <laughs> now there's a callback right there. Good, yeah. good work. Right there. <laughs> there it is. How did yeah. that go down? I said I wanted a ginger ale, right? Yeah, you wanted yeah. a ginger. You said, yeah, just get me, a, just get me a ginger. And it was like, so, okay, yeah. and frost. <laughs> so these guys yeah. show up. They get me a root of ginger in studio. Like, even if I had asked for that, don't you think one of you guys would been like, hey, hey, you sure you want a whole big root of ginger in the studio? We, we don't really have anything to cook it with. But no, no. Well, it has some great health benefits, though. I mean, exactly. That's where that's well where people stage the studio when I'm there. That's where you know you've gone completely Hollywood. You know what Jay Glazer asked for? A ginger right. root. You know, like, right. like a con- like a concert writer, just to make sure you right, read right. it. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for it. Right. I'm gonna ask for my own makeup room on a trailer and everything like that. <laughs> I want my own trailer. Don't look me in the eyes. Don't look me in the eyes when I'm there. Don't look me in the eyes. You know, we've had guys around the hallways that had that rule, Jay. So that's not Come on. No, no. no. Have you really? Yeah, Yeah, we have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Oh, that's what leg kicks. Hey, that's what leg kicks are for. <laughs> hey, and if you need to address Mr. Glazer, you address me and I will ask him. Okay? Don't, don't do that. Oh, my God. Really? You've had people like that? That's oh, unreal. sure. 
you kidding me? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. all right. So, at this point, we're a week away from the draft. <laughs> I'm still hung up on the fact <laughs> that you really had Josh that said you couldn't look him in the eye. That's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, is, that is fantastic. It's mind-boggling, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, we'll talk about that on air next time we see uh, – off air, I see? should say. Okay. Next time we see you. <laughs> I feel bad we said it on the air because Jay could have pulled that joke on, like, so, you know, people who work here next week. No, don't look at Jay in the eye. Don't look at Jay. And we don't know if it'll be the same crew in there. He could do it. <laughs> like I said, that's what leg kicks are for. Oh, boy. Hey, all right, so we're, we're a week, just a little bit less than a week out now. What percentage of the stuff that you're hearing do you think is true? The, oh, that, that's, all of it. All, all oh. of it's true. Because I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not asking yet for where they're going. Because remember, okay. I told you last week, um, you know, guys are still setting their draft boards. Like mm-hmm. this, you know, look, and this weekend I really start ramping up and asking guys what their schedule is, and they're still meeting with their offensive coaches to get their stuff. They're in their defensive coaches. And then they go through their own mock scenario. So all I do right now is just get input on, on guys. And, you know, and look, it's right about now that people start really, um, like in this weekend, I really start who's kind of moving up the ladder. Like last year, man, I hadn't heard Clyde Edwards Lair at all. And then all of a sudden, Right toward the end of the week, I just started hearing his name and hearing his name and hearing his name. And um, and then, boom, obviously, he goes and what a great pick by Andy Reid. But before that, I mean, I hadn't heard about him in the first couple rounds. But you, you just start to hear um, guys, you know, even like Andrew Thomas last year. I know what we looked at going that high with the Giants, but I started to hear his name go a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, and just, you know, because what happens is, Everybody kind of goes off what all the draft Knicks media, uh, like all the media uh, draft boards are, and then you start really getting the nitty-gritty of what's really going on. Right? And then just, just so you know, a lot of times people go, oh, my gosh, this guy's dropped. It's incredible how much he's dropped. Holy. And people are, like, confused because it's all in the, the mock drafts. Somebody's gone real high. But if somebody's dropping all the way, that means everybody else has the same information in the league. <laughs> maybe, maybe draft Knicks don't, but everybody in the, in the league, if there's a guy dropping all the way down around two or three, there's a reason why. All right, well, who's a, who's a couple of guys whose name you're hearing a lot more the last few days as, as far um, as guys that are whole, rising? The, um, well, again, I, I won't really – that won't happen until about Sunday and Monday. Um, but I would think, man, the, uh, the Tulsa linebackers, David Collins, I mean, I've seen him all the way down in the 30s and, you know, lower than that and, and stuff. And I'm, you know, I know a lot of people really like him. But here's the thing. This draft is a terrible draft. Like, this is a draft that you want to get rid of your – everybody who, who drafted their, their ones and, and beyond, this is the draft you want to do it in. This is the strangest draft I have ever lived through. And I, I think Gil Brandt said it. And that's the strangest one he's ever lived, lived through. He's a lot older than I am. Yeah, it's but, a lot of drafts. That's a lot of drafts, but you're trying to, you're really trying to get, you know, how much a huge investment on somebody that hadn't played last year, and um, and, and listen, I'm I'm not one of the ones who are saying anything about somebody who opted out or not opted out, but you have to then try and there's no combine and they didn't play last year, so it's really difficult to gauge a lot of these guys, right? Everything's virtually. So at least last year they had a combine, right? They had some things. They had the senior bowl and stuff. So it's just, man, it's just a really difficult uh, draft. And the other thing that's odd is normally we have loaded up with a bunch of pass rushers. Well, that's not the case here, right? You have loaded up with all these can't-miss 
Um, you usually have more DBs. You have, you know, you normally have, um, um, you normally have you know, a bunch of old linemen that you're like, oh my gosh, this guy can't miss. And that's just not the case here. So, you know, there's probably two can't miss guys in this draft that you're hearing, and that's Trevor Lawrence and Kyle Pitts. As far as everybody else, and people are going to know Souls can't miss, and, you know, Jamar Chase, and, and um, you know, a couple more of these guys, but it's really, it, it, it's really not like to compare it to other drafts. And maybe these guys will be great, but I keep just hearing, like, yeah, the absolute can't miss for those two guys. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Our guy Jay Glazer on with us, NFL on Fox, Unbreakable Performance Center, merging vets and players. At that, find that at vetsandplayers.org. Lots of good things. He's he's on the shelves at GNC. Uh, he's, a, he's a veritable mogul. Uh, and still an ass model is still in the uh, descriptor, <laughs> at Jay Glazer uh, on yeah, Twitter. I saw he was fighting. Well, I mean, you were fighting Cletus the other day, too. I mean, that's got to be good. That's like fighting an incline. <laughs> That's how much I miss my Fox NFL Sunday family. I got to bring Cletus in, fight him, bring, bring him in to beat up, huh? Uh, when we look at the that next batch of quarterbacks, right? That that everybody's fighting and, and falling in love for. How much of it's real love of the guys versus all right? This is the best quarterback bunch that we're going to get, so we just need to find one. Yeah, that's well. No, there's there's a love for Trevor Lawrence. There's a love for Zach Wilson. There's there's a strong like for the other guys. Um, but it's definitely, you know, it's. I think if you compare it to other drafts, you're you're not looking like, oh my god. But it's you guys saw, you know, it's it's such a miserable life when you don't have a quarterback. Yep. So, but this has gone on for years. Teams have kind of pushed quarterbacks up higher than maybe they should be uh, because they need a young quarterback so badly. So that's not new that it's just happening this year. Jay, when you when you look at a draft and, and, and you say, hey, you know, something crazy could come out of nowhere. Like we could see a big trade, somebody trade up, somebody move up. Is it something, is it rumblings that you hear? Is it something that, that, that you hear something from, from ages? Like what, what is it that tells you, hey, something big is going to happen? I'll have a team say, hey, man, I want to trade up for this guy. How high do I got to go? <laughs> you know, or, um, yeah, you'll, you'll, you know, Mahomes, when he came out, there's a couple teams that were like, like okay, that's another guy. Patrick Mahomes, like, man, they weren't really talking about him like that going into the draft early. And then those couple days before, that's when teams call, hey, what do you hear about this guy? Or, hey, when we got – yeah. And then I'm thinking, like, there's no way a team's going to, you know, like the Saints or the Chiefs, going to be able to go all the way up there for a guy like Mahomes. And meanwhile, Arizona was sitting waiting for him. And, like, man, like, all of a sudden the day before, that's when you start kind of hearing about it, hearing about it, hearing about it. Um, but there's other – but, again, this is different, like – there's so many guys that you're just going to, because the, the talent isn't there this year, I think more teams will be just inclined to sit. Um, unless they look at it and go, and again, I'll get this more next week. Unless they look and go, man, the talent pool isn't there, so we love these four guys. And we got to go up for one of these four guys. Right? And that's, you know, but, but you know, like I said, normally there's a few DNs that you're going to go, pass rushers that you think are going to, you know, be complete game changers for you. you it's just Man, it's just a really strange – and then they got a lot of good receivers coming out in this draft. That's, that's where this year's draft is probably, you know, better than last year. And last year was obviously phenomenal. But that's where there's going to be great value. Next Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific draft coverage here on Fox Sports Radio, anchored by the one, the only Jay Glazer, uh, making you all smarter. And, uh, I mean, he's perfect. He's Mr. Perfect. He's taken the mantle from Kurt Henning uh, all these years. How about that? 
Uh, no, I like that's it. another I like nickname. It. I feel there's another inscri- inscription when you sign autographs. Uh, we got to have that there. Uh, look, we we know your relationship with Bruce Arians. Uh, Tom Brady popped off a little bit about the uh, the number change. Uh, Jason and I had differing thoughts on it. I thought it was all uh, in snark because you know he's the smartest guy in the room. But uh, how, how much was that real versus manufactured? No, I think it was real. I think he's like because it makes Tom's job harder. You know, he's sitting there, you know, all week long saying, okay. I see a 56 or any number of the 50s out there. Okay, I know what that guy is. Now all of a sudden you got all these different positions. I, I, I think in Tom's mind, like any little edge he's gonna he can get, he's gonna do it. It could be the it could be something nobody really else really cares about. But that's like, man, I always tell these guys like guy like Tom. Look, we just had Jameis Winston in all weekend at Unbreakable, and he's just asking about you know getting better. I'm like, okay, whatever Tom Brady does, do that, and then a, a little bit more. Like that's it. Whatever it is, <laughs> if he says something, say it also. Just follow that dude. <laughs> hey, lastly, Jay, uh, the big story today, obviously, the trade of Orlando Brown to the Chiefs. Yep. Now, the, the Chiefs give up a lot, and the Ravens get a lot for him, but they trade a Pro Bowl offensive tackle who's 25 years old to a team who is standing in their way of going to the Super Bowl. Uh, well, right. What's your takeaway from this move? You know, I think the Ravens looked at like this is something that um, it was going to be a stalemate with contract. But, again, the Chiefs are probably looking at it the way – I'm hearing a lot of teams say, like, it's just not a very good draft, so let's give those picks up. When usually teams want to really compile draft picks. Um, but, you know, the Ravens obviously also, they want to – this is a situation where I just didn't know they were going to be able to get him done. Didn't think he was going to be able to get it done. Probably for what they need, they're probably actually sitting where they want. Like, that's where you want to get some of those pass rushers. Right? That's where you're going to want to get some of the guys that they, they need on that team to – upgrade that roster that you want to be in those late 20 you know 30 and stuff like that on twitter at jay glazer that is at jay glazer of course vetsandplayers.org you can check them out next thursday right here fox sports radio all your best first round coverage of the nfl draft and uh, no one will be looking him in the eye i can guarantee you jay right. is always and i will buddy. bring Thanks, your pizza man. that's it <laughs> you're the best nice. jay Thanks, be buddy. good man we'll see you. Hydrate. Wow. Big week for Jay Glazer coming up here. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it, you listen to it, I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team. 
a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. Psh. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the Deflategate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call him Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big copy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. A big announcement today, uh, ESPN and Marvel are teaming up. They're going to debut the first Marvel-inspired broadcast of an NBA game. Coming up on May 3rd, Warriors Pelicans is going to have a Marvel Cinematic Universe theme. Uh, it's, it's a first of its kind. They're going to bring Marvel storytelling to the experience of an NBA game. I, I mean, it's I don't know what they're going to do, but it sounds incredible. They're going to be original Marvel stories and Iron Man and Black Panther and Captain Marvel. I mean, it sounds amazing. Like, okay, we're going to we're going to get a, a, an MCU NBA game. So that got me thinking. That got me thinking. What NBA stars, who would their counterparts be in the MCU? Oh, okay. Who would their counterparts be in the MCU? Right? As I think about, okay, I'm, I'm thinking about the players here. And in, not just in this game, but throughout. And I think I've hit on a few of them. 
Okay. You ready? I'm going I'm to throw Let's them get by on. you, and sure. you tell me what you think. Okay, first, now I feel bad because I've been saying a lot of things about how he's a little bit overrated, which he is. He's not going to be the MVP, which he isn't. All of these things. But Steph Curry, if Steph Curry was in the MCU, he'd be Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Everybody, huh? everybody loves Spider-Man. Everybody loves Steph Curry. Young. And, yep, got a young, fun and young yeah. persona, and everybody loves him, right? Everybody loves Tom. I mean, I don't, I don't mean Andrew Garfield Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man where you go, oh, my God, come on, really. No, I mean Well, Tom you like Holland Toby Spider-Man. in the first two. The third one, you wanted to punch him in the head. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's true. It, it was, it, yeah, uh, they didn't really get Spider-Man right until they got Tom Holland. But clear, they both had the same thing. Even though Steph Curry's not really young anymore, he still has that young persona. And everybody, like, nobody doesn't like Tom Holland. So Steph Curry is Spider-Man. Yes? No? You like that? I could get on board with that. I mean, because okay. also a little undersized. Uh, a lot about weaving in and out of defenses to try to create an open shot. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. All right. All right. Very good. Uh, Kyrie Irving. This is a slam dunk for me. I was like, yeah, 100%. Kyrie Irving, complete and total wild card, right? You don't know how he's going to act from one moment to the next. Kyrie Irving is Loki. Ooh, the trickster. Yeah. You know, you know, is he a good guy? I feel guy? like I want to draw him up guy? as Loki and sell an NFT now. I don't know. I don't know if he's good. I don't know if he's bad. I, I'm not sure. No, that's Loki. Because some scenes he's good. Some scenes he's bad. He's charismatic. Sometimes you like him. Sometimes you don't. No, Kyrie Irving is Loki. Ooh, that's, that's not bad. And I can That's also see Kyrie Irving walking around uh, the arena before a game instead of Sage holding Loki's scepter and just kind of waving it at people. <laughs> just stay out of my way. Stay out of and my way. seeing what happens? No, there's, there's certainly an element to that. Uh, to that, I say, hey, uh, if you've got the first episode done, let's release it now. I shouldn't need to wait six more weeks. Uh, but, no, that, that could work. That could work. Just the unpredictability of it all. And, and he's, he's smart. You don't know what he's going to say. I mean, you got a lot of great one liners from Loki. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if you were to rank my favorite characters, you know, I'm going to put them up on the metal stand, uh, the metal stand.com when I launch it next week. Um, okay. Loki's going to be number one in, oh. in, in, on the metal stand of great characters. All right. Because Very he good. is a smart ass. So, yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. And you know, maybe he thinks the world is flat. I mean, maybe we have to ask Tom Hiddleston. Well, is maybe. the world round? Is it flat? What do you think? Yeah, but you know what, what Loki would say? Which, which world? <laughs> the world is flat in many worlds. Which one? You mean Earth 616? Yes, that one. Well, that one's round. Uh, but the other ones are not. Uh, Kevin Durant. All right. Kevin Durant is a little weird, little elite, kind of mystical in a mystery. Kevin Durant is Doctor Strange. Yeah, I don't know. KD that one's Doctor a, Strange. That one's, a, that one's a little tougher. Because I'm still really, trying to wrap my arms around the whole strange character. It is. Because the, the I, I, yeah. when I first was introduced to him, I did not like that character. The first yeah, time I saw Doctor like, Strange, I was not yeah. a fan. He's because he's like the 90th most popular character in Marvel. Like I don't think I bought any Doctor Strange comic <laughs> when I was a kid. Because Doctor Strange is like 60 years old. Yeah. I'm like, why do I want to buy this? He's like really tall, thin guy with a mustache, and he's got white hair. Why am I buying this one? This is stupid. <laughs> And now suddenly, yeah, Doctor Strange is a big star because he put Benedict Cumberbatch in it. That works out. Yeah, no, but but the thing is now in Marvel, he is he's a little weird, and and he, like I said, has that mysticality to him, and that's 
kind of KD, and you don't really know what makes him happy one way or the other. And, you know, he's probably gone through 14 million permutations of how he's going to win the title this year with Harden and Kyrie, and there's only one way to do it. So that's why I'm making KD Doctor Strange. Actually, you know what? I can go with it, and here, here's why. Okay. Because you, you just kind of went through that, going through all the permutations of trying to win, but also the number of burner accounts. Mm. Are, are kind of like the different calculations towards ah. how the end game will work. Oh, that's, <laughs> how is this going to work? And KD is just looking up as he's, he's typing on Twitter, seeing everybody <laughs> type all my burner. Well, he's, he's levitating at the same time and twitching <laughs> like, he, like he does in end game. Uh, okay, so there you go. So there we go. So Steph Curry, Spider-Man. Kyrie Irving is Loki. KD is Doctor Strange. Uh, LaMelo Ball. Lamelo Ball. You're casting Lamelo I'm Ball casting because it Look works, right? It's because it, it works. Uh, surprising how well received and how good he was. You know, his first year in the NBA I didn't know how good he was going to be. Just like I was surprised how well received and how good this movie is starring this guy. So Lamelo Ball is Ant Man. <laughs> LaMelo Ball is Ant- and when, when they put out Ant-Man, I said, well, this is going to show you the real power of the MCU. If they can make bleeping Ant-Man work. Yeah, but which, it's I Paul mean, Rudd. Really? But right, but who knew? But who everybody knew Paul, loves really? Paul Rudd. Yeah, everybody loves Paul Rudd, but I, it's Ant-Man, dude. Come on, man. Ant-Man is where you're going. <laughs> the Ant-Man and, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Two of my favorite movies. I mean, they're so funny. They, they were the perfect. They surprised me so much. Like, LaMelo Ball surprised me how good he was this year. I don't think I was ready for how good he was before he got hurt. So LaMelo Ball is Ant-Man. Yeah, all right. I, I guess a, a point guard, he can get get small and, and get into the lane, and he's making some shots, so like the that goes the opposite way when he when he gets all big, and he, he might still be looking for some, some orange juice okay. uh, and a little bit of help uh, at the end of a, a, a big sequence. I don't know what's in the bottle. Might be drinking pure orange juice. You don't know. All right, I got one more for you for now. Oh, I mean, I got a bunch. And, and Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. What I still need another stars. Michael Pena uh, spinoff series. But, by ooh, way. Boy, how funny is Michael Pena? No, dude's in a tough spot. Like I told you, oh, he's in the woods. That and more uh, Jimmy Woo. <laughs> You've that been was, Jimmy Wooed. I, Jimmy Woo Jimmy. was great in Ant Man. Kind of disappointing in in Vision in uh, a Wandavision. I was going to say Vision. He's, he's pretty good kind on Young Rock though, as West. himself. Is he really? Okay, all right. I, I haven't watched Young Rock. Yeah, there's a couple episodes where, well, it's the premise. You got all the old stories, but it's the idea that The Rock is building his presidential campaign. So Ah, it's all flashbacks. But all those interviews are being conducted by Randall Park. Making oh, no. fun of himself and having fun with that. <laughs> All right. So last, and again, I got a All bunch right, more. Go. Last one for yeah. now. Ready? Okay. Uh, after a persona slash court change, this person went from, yeah, they're good to, wow, they're really good. Okay, so after after they had a persona change, uh, going from the way they were to the new persona, they became a great hero. All right, so Thor, who went from being very boring to suddenly, oh, we're going to make Thor not as smart, and we're going to change his persona. He's going to be dumb, and he's going, oh, now he's really popular, right? You have that big persona change. The big persona change because he went from being a guy who was pretty good into deciding, hey, I want to change my legacy and what I'm all about. I want people to respect me, and now suddenly he is someone everybody loves even more, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is Thor. 
powerful, changes persona, and now we love this guy. Changes on-court presence, what he does, and now everybody loves him, and he's gotten to be the MVP of the NBA. You know what, though? He was better with one-liners when he was younger. He got serious on me, and Thor flipped. It's like it's, it's like it's like a, it's the it's inversion. Like, a flip. like he's getting yeah. more serious, and Thor got less serious. Yeah. Who's the captain? Yeah, the rabbit's the captain. Yes, of course, of course. You're the captain, of course. Yes, yes, of course. It's like an angel and a pirate had a baby. <laughs> Anytime you can get some Drax in while you're at it, you've won, too. No, I, look, that can work. That can work. I, You know, just talking about the power and, and when we talk about the idea of uh, expanding your scoring per game, what, he's up 7.1 points per game or something Mm -hmm. this year. Um, Sure, more power, and he went from Mjolnir to the uh, Stormbreaker. So, sure, why not? You're about to Peter Dinklage get it done. (laughs) Peter Dinklage was great, man. He was so great. It could that yes, that's what killing you means. (laughs) (laughs) One liners all over. So there you go. We got the upcoming Marvel, the MCU NBA broadcast involving the Warriors and the Pelicans. There's some NBA stars and who they would be in the MCU. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. I already got Lee DeLap telling me Alex Caruso would be Ant Man. I'm like, okay, you got to be a star to be in the MCU, right? You got to be just because you. <laughs> you know what? On this Twitter. could be a star turn, though. Yeah, listen, no, 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 I'm not. No, I'm not down. Just, just be, LeBron James could have a quadruple double and score 60 points, and Caruso would be trending. I mean, stop. I'm sorry, you got to do a little bit more on the court. You got to be a star. You got to be a star if you're going to do it. Uh, okay, so Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Right, it's going to be the new face of the NBA. It's going to hit free agency. It's not going to resign. It's going to go someplace big like New York or He's LA. He's going to stay in New Orleans. Keep He's going. He's going to be the new face of the NBA. So he is Falcon slash the new Captain America. That's Zion, the new face of the NBA. Sorry, spoiler, but he is the new Falcon slash Captain America. Now, the Pelicans are part of that game, if I remember the, uh, they the headline. Are. Yes. They are. So here's, here's an opportunity for the crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, something uh, Panini's been doing for years. They've been having fun where they make faux comic book covers under Marvels is the name of the insert set. Oh, they don't put them in suits. They're actually just in their basketball uniforms, but it is something that they've toyed with the last couple of years. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Now, Highly sought after insert set, by the way. All right. Patent pending, patent pending, so I can make money on that. All right. Very good. All right. uh, Number two. All right. So much glue. He's such an important member, but he gets zero respect. Hawkeye? Right, which, which surprises me. Yeah, well, of course I'm talking about Hawkeye. <laughs> Guess the character. <laughs> well, I thought we were playing Tyshard's Tower trivia. <laughs> no respect. Hawkeye. Uh, uh, that's my favorite line from Deadpool when he says, I'm useless. I'm a bow and hour away from being Hawkeye. Uh, uh, Hawkeye, right? So much glue, so important, but he really gets overlooked and doesn't get any respect. Julius Randle. Julius Randle as Hawkeye doesn't get nearly the respect he should. I think he, I think he's starting to. There's a, there's a lot of stuff percolating where his face is showing up all over the place now. Uh, uh, well, it, I, well, it, you know, it's starting look, to blow up, man. Well, you know what? Still, though, people want to make fun and not make him the MVP. No, I want to give it to Steph because I like Steph more because he's fun and he smiles and he chews on his mouthpiece and he hits threes. Now, Julius Randle's got to get that respect, man. He's got most get improved it. player. He's going to get it. There's no question Julius about Randall. it. I just wish I'd bought more rookie cards mm. when they hit a dip. So much glue, but zero respect. 
Uh, Glue guy. <laughs> Nick Fury, the guy in charge. Wherever oh, he goes, boy. he is in charge, right? Nick Fury, he's, uh, he's, been, he's been directing Kevin Garnett, because he curses no. a lot. KG, come on, man. <laughs> Kevin Garnett. Uh, no, Nick Fury. I mean, again, everywhere he goes, he's in charge. He is uh, everything that he's got his finger in. Uh, the pot he's got his finger in. The pie he's got his finger in. It works. He's involved in everything. Everywhere he goes, he leads. Nick Fury is Chris Paul. Ooh. Ah. I mean, I, I want to see Chris Paul play with, with an eye patch on now. That would be pretty cool. Well, uh, you say, know what? Huh? He, maybe that's the next Marvel night. <laughs> he poses he with get the, the suns in, and he's got a, <laughs> an eye patch on. Hey, Chris, will you hold this uh, cat for a second? Sure. Like, ah, the Can they do a tie-in with the next uh, commercials that he does for insurance? Oh, okay. I think that might work. I think that might work. I, I, don't, I don't know if the language would work if you want to make Nick Fury language with, with Chris Paul, but I think that could work okay. Well, my, one of my favorite sketches ever was a uh, Samuel L. Jackson wandering and people coming up blaming him for problems in their lives based on characters in his movies. Mm, and it's like my three-year-old, okay. when I let him watch Django, all he does is usually goes, hold on. <laughs> you see my picture on the poster. Don't let your kid watch. <laughs> this was obviously before, uh, yeah. you know, the Marvel Universe and, and that character expanded. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they even teased that when he turned to Ash. <laughs> uh, but no, I like the Chris Paul thing. It works. Yeah, I think that Winning works. follows. That, that, yeah. I could be down with that. Yeah, why mm-hmm. not? Now, here's a tough one. Because I'm thinking, okay, I think, well, LeBron obviously is Thanos, right? Because here's Thanos who wants to bend the world to his will. It's his way or the highway. LeBron is Thanos. And I thought, okay, he snaps away half a team. Sure, like exactly. That. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hey, if he, if he doesn't want you on the team, you're gone, right? He's I mean, gone. You're, you're gone. But that's kind of obvious, even though I like it, that LeBron being Thanos. So I thought about this. Here's Thanos, right, who has so much power, right? He's so powerful. And all we can talk about is how much power he's gaining. Every Infinity Stone he gets, he's more powerful, more powerful. What He can't lose in fights. Look at this. And what happens? He loses twice. Okay, so as powerful as this guy is, he loses twice. Okay, Thanos is Giannis. Boom. Thanos, you, you know, as Tyshirt, powerful as he is, he yeah. loses twice. But here, here you go. I'm, this is where I'm going to diverge. And it was a conversation with Lee and Tyshirt about this a little bit. And I, I give Alex a lot of credit. Uh, he wears green. He works hard in the low post banging uh, bodies against the, the big fellas and putting up points. Giannis is more the Hulk. Yes, sir. I thought it might have been the greatest sports take that, that Tyshirt has had, okay. which is why I want to give him full credit for it. Right Don't there. expect any more in things. <laughs> so many stairs. Now, yeah, yeah, I, Who's I, better Would this make Phil Jackson the game master? Yeah, I like the great... <laughs> <laughs> the Grandmaster. I'm sorry, the Grandmaster. You are meeting Phil Jackson in five seconds. And then Phil's asleep. <laughs> Congratulations. You are meeting the Grandmaster. The Grandmaster. <sighs> no, I, I kind of like Giannis. But the thing is, because he's, but every, because look, what do we do? We talk about how great a player Giannis is, right? Mm-hmm. Look how great he is. All the things he does. He does so many things better than everybody else. You want a big man that can shoot, a big man that can rebound and pass and play defense. Uh, he, he's got all the infinity stones, but he loses. He loses every year. He loses. He's Thanos. 
He's, he's yeah, Thanos. no, the, the Thanos I, was the obvious thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I dig the Hulk part of it. So many stairs. I mean, I really, I dig the Hulk part of it, but I'm like, ooh. And I like that Tyshirt is thinking about sports for like the first time ever. Well, I mean, we just, tied it to the know. Marvel Universe, which is not quite anime, but, you know, it's animated. So yeah, it's all uh, good. It's, <laughs> it's the first time Tyshirt spent, uh, paid attention to the show in like four years. Oh, He's wait, excited. we're talking. <laughs> You should be happy. I'm happy. No, it, I'm proud of him. Thank you. It, it, it is good. I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you. I'm going to buy him some now. Pokemon cards. Oh my guy. <laughs> you guys said LeBron Thanos, right? Uh, well, no. Well, we did, but Thanos. it has to be yeah. pushed away. Yeah. Just what? Cause, yeah. Well, because who else so, controls it's, the league and snaps no, and makes it his way? But that's the thing. It's 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 too obvious. Uh, so we've got to you know have yeah. some stunt casting. Yeah. There we go. You so who would be Hawkeye more. then? Because I know you don't like Hawkeye. Oh, okay. I take back everything I just said about you paying attention, listening to the show. <laughs> we just did Hawkeye. <laughs> we just did it like forty seconds oh, okay, ago. My bad. We just talked about Hawkeye. <laughs> I was trying to remember who else is in the league. So. Hey, Jay, I'm paying attention, man. I'm not just sitting here looking at anime. What about I'm Hawkeye? Attention. What do we do with Hawkeye? What about Hawkeye? Did you guys Hawkeye? talk about the Hulk? <laughs> hey, did you, did you guys see Steph Curry won tonight? Do you want hey, you know, Batman's attention? in the middle of it, too. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what, <laughs> what are you doing, man? Hawkeye. Hey, man, eventually Disney's going to own them, too. <laughs> own the DC Universe. And then they can mash all of it together. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers tony i'm tony cam brown a tech culture and f1 commentator and i'm michael costa comedian from the daily show join us for season two of choosing sides f1 our f1 102 if you will and get all of the answers all of them listen to choosing sides f1 on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts i'm julian edelman from games with names and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Dow of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> 